This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Rolling. So let me just All do right. an intro. Okay. And then now from there we, we take the conversations. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another session of the Playhouse. Mm-hmm. I bet some of you are wondering who on earth is this in front of the camera? Yes. That was me a few days ago, but I have been schooled and I was just like, you have to... You have to hear her story because her story is absolutely incredible. With me, I've got Sally Carago. She is one of Africa's top de la cream fashion designers. Come on now. There's so much uh, about her life that you're going to hear, her journey. You're going to hear about the different accomplishments that she has done. And she has done a lot. I'll, I'll throw in a quick uh, teaser and let you know that some of her collections have actually been showcased across the world, notably in New York and in London, and we'll get into that story. Um, she also has got um, some shops that sell Sally's collection uh, in Village Market and in The Hub. And on top of that, she's got a school that teaches fashion design. She's been in the industry for over 30 years. How many people do you know have been doing fashion design for over 30 years? <laughs> so for those of you who would like to hear an, an amazing, inspiring, aspirational story, look no further. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together for none other than Sally Carago. We just wrapped up the African Fashion Week in New York City. Um, today I'm here with the designer Sally Carago. Hello, Sally. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Please tell me about your stunning collection. My, my collection, I was inspired by the Turukana tribe. Uh, it's a tribe that's found on the north, north side of Kenya. And um, yeah, that's where I got my inspiration from. So what I did, I, used, I, I took the traditional ways and brought it into a modern way. <laughs> As you can see, Sally, I do everything by myself, <laughs> including my sound effects. I tell you. <laughs> so thank you so much for allowing me to, to have a conversation with you. I don't like calling it an interview. Okay, it's, then. It's, it's, it's more so a conversation. Okay. Um, I am, my understanding of fashion is very little. Uh, and fashion and fashion design and that whole world mm. so it's a pleasure i will ask you some very layman questions okay <laughs> uh, so sally let me ask you this question mm. i like i always like starting the playoffs with this question about the genesis of, of 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 how you got into whatever it is that you did so for you when did you fall in love or what inspired you to get into fashion design um i'll take you back on my journey when i was 12 years old and um, my, neighbor, my neighbor used to go to a local um, fashion school here in Nairobi. And um, I, know it, I know it may be rude to ask yeah. a woman her age, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm just trying to figure out 12 years old, what, what, what era is this? This was in um, probably in the 70s. In the 70s? Yes. Wow, okay. Yes, it is. Yes, so um, the lady was called Priscilla. And um, I used to wait on her by, by the road 
and I would help her carry her bags back to her home. And um, she, would, she would have work to do, uh, which is pattern making, and she would have some illustration drawings to do. And it, it, it used to intrigue me, the things that she used to do, the long rulers that she used to carry and all that. And this, and this is a 12-year-old child looking onto something that, uh, has, that has intrigued her, inspired her, and even the lady used to dress quite well. And she would tell me it's things that she actually makes. So that, that got me going. Mm -hmm. And back in my house, um, um, I come from a family of um, four sisters and me, myself, five. And my dad was also, can I say, he had a bit of a, a swag. He loved fashion and um, every new thing that came, especially on the men line, he always had it. He was with it. He was with it, yeah. And um, he encouraged, I think he saw something in me when I was younger. So one of the things that um, he usually asked me to do is um, coordinate his clothing, going to the office, going out with his friends, and also my younger sisters, or even my older sister, the things that he used to make me do, like when we do, Christmas was such a big event in my family. So we used to go out in town and buy clothes and that kind of thing. And my dad always put me on the lead. Mm -hmm. so, so he saw something in me. And probably I didn't even know what it is I, that I know now, that it was all to do with fashion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in those days, people used to call it tailoring. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, a lot of parents were, did not like that word. But we, as, as we were going as youth, if I had never met Priscilla, I think I would have made a, a wrong choice. In my career today. You, you don't you don't you don't think you'd have been where you are so no i would not have been and where and where where are you right now are you in nairobi are you in uh, in in kenya even yes i'm in nairobi and i'm in kenya i'm okay. in nairobi okay. I'm, I'm located in nairobi okay. alone yeah okay so so priscilla inspires you and what does that do now and, and also what you've talked about the fact that you liked your dad had seen this something that this yeah. girl likes yeah so what what's what where do you go from that so I had to finish school, obviously. There was no way, there was no one who was going to take me when I was at, as, as a 12-year-old girl. And you're in primary at this time? I was in primary school. Yeah. So I finished my O-levels and I joined a local school in Nairobi. And um, I was there for two years. And then after which I, I joined a beauty school. Because at that time when I finished my college, I was not good in the entrepreneur part. And I think I was still very young. Mm. Yeah. So, so hold on. Let me understand this. Mm -hmm. So you you finished primary, mm -hmm. then you went to high school. I went to high school. So, but you were in that high school only for two years. No, I was in high. I was in secondary school for four years. Okay. So you in finished secondary, secondary school. Secondary school, and then I went straight into college. Aha. Uh -huh, that's where you were there for two years. I was there for two years. Okay. Then after that, I don't think I was really ready for to be an entrepreneur. And I didn't even think I knew what an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur was. Let me even take you back. So yeah. in high school, nothing. In that period of time, in... No, I didn't go to high school. I reached um, O-levels and I went straight into college. Okay, but in college, were you doing anything to do with... I mean, after seeing Priscilla, do you do, do, you do anything to do with fashion? I mean, to do with tailoring at that time? No, no, no. I, no, I'll see. I was still, still in school. Okay. I was still in school. So from... My O-levels, 
I went now to college. Mm -hmm. Yeah, since I was still very young, and um, my mom believed that I should be in a fashion school, but my dad was also having an issue with it. <laughs> and he was saying, Sally, after educating you until where you were, now you want to tell me you want to become a tailor. There is no child of mine that's going to become a tailor. So I somehow convinced him and I told him, this is what I want to do. And I was very good in, what's this called? Um, we used to call it in school, cookery or things, home science. Home science. <laughs> I was actually an excellent student in that. So anyway, he eventually he agreed and my mom got me a school. And I remember I went on the second term and everybody was worried, will she catch up, will she do? I told them, I will catch up, I'll even do evening class, whatever, whatever you tell me, I'll do it. And that's how I got um, to be in this school. And when I finished, I finished with a distinction. I was there for two years. What school was this? It was the Evelyn's College uh -huh. of Design. After that, I... And what, okay, now, now when you, let's talk a little bit about this time being in that college. Mm -hmm. First of all, you must have been so happy because... Because my dream come true. <laughs> you, you get to now do your passion. Yes. So what, what, what kind of stuff now do you learn there? Um, we learn things like drafting, pattern making. Uh, drafting and pattern making is the same thing. So we do also construction. And we did a lot of textiles, I remember. And, um, now this is the 80s we're talking about. We're talking the 80s now. Yeah. And we did a bit, a bit of um, illustration. Mm -hmm. Not like what we know illustration today, but we did a bit of illustration. And um, then after that, we, we did, um, I think it was called, I, I think it was called iTech. Yeah. I'm not so sure. But there was an exam that we were to do. So we did the exam. And were you many students? In we were many students. We came from almost the nations of, okay. of, of, of East Africa especially. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so and the school was, well, it, it, it was a popular school because there was no other school of fashion and design. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I finished and I tried to open a business. So did you do well? I did very well. Okay. I got a distinction. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so determined to do well. And you came late. And I kept late. You joined late, but yes, you still left yes. the distinction. I even used to model in the school. Mm -hmm. Yes, so that was kind of cool. And then after which, um, um, I decided, okay, let me try and open a business. But my business now was going to be in Karen, in my mother's house. Mm -hmm. So she gave me like a, like a servant quarter. Yeah. And every morning I had to come and pick my tailor from around Kibera and drive him back to my house. And so my clients found the distance kind of long. Though I had a few clients, but it was not very sustainable at that time. How did you even get those clients? Just people who knew me, friends, uh -huh. my sister's friends, people who knew that I'm in the fashion industry, that kind of thing. At that time, there was no social media. Yeah, so it was mostly <laughs> word of mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I was like, I don't think I'm ready for this now. Maybe I should do something else. So I joined a school of beauty because you see, fashion and beauty works together. So I was, I joined a school and I think I was there for about six months. Here in Kenya? Here yeah, in Kenya. Oh. It was a big school. And um, I also got another diploma or certificates. And then after that, 
my, my, one of my aunties just came and told me, no, Sally. So when you say School of Beauty, we're talking about now, um, literally, is it, it the, uh, hair, makeup? No, 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 it was, what, more, it was more skincare, oh, skincare and okay. makeup. Okay. And makeup, yeah. Yeah, so I was there for two years. And what I studied a lot was skincare. Because at that time, I was, I think I was about 16, and I had serious, serious acne. Mm -hmm. And I wanted that acne to go. So I said, instead of me trying all sorts of products, let me go first to a school and first understand why I have acne. <laughs> yeah? yeah. And, um, and, and, I, and I came to learn why I had acne, and they gave me great treatment. And today, when I look at my skin, I'm like, I thank God that I listened to those professions. Mm. And also learning about the skin and skincare. Yeah. Yeah. That was for many years ago. Hey, you're still talking about the 80s. That's I'm talking about the 80s, yeah. <laughs> then after which, I went and worked. I worked as a beautician. Um, I always tell people this, and it's something that people always think I joke. I was actually one of those girls who you would come in, I'll be called from the back, I'll do your manicure. I'll do your pedicure, I'll do, I'll do your waxing, and your eyebrow shaping, and all those sort of things. So at this time, are you still thinking fashion? Oh yes, it has not left my mind. Also, this is just, I need to pay bills, I need to get some I money. Need to be, I need to get bills, and I need to start working, I need to feel the, the feel of work, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And not entrepreneurship. And not entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship. I was not ready. That for sure, I was not ready at that time. I was not sure. I, was still, I think I was still very young. And still, you know, when you're young and, 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 and as a youth, you know, there's always this, your friends want to do this, you want to go here, you want to do that. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, for me to even have money, because I can't keep on asking my mother, so I have to work. At least I have a little bit of money on myself, mm -hmm. going to Mombasa and those sort of things. So anyway, after which one of my aunties, who was, I can say she was a really posh auntie, she called me one day and she told me, Sally, I think you need to pursue your fashion career. You need to go to London. You have the gift. But I don't think you have, you're well polished in this gift. So I was like, Auntie, how did somebody go to London? And I'd never <laughs> left the nation. I'd only gone to Mombasa. <laughs> so anyway, so... So, so I started looking into colleges and I remember I went to uh, the British High Commission when they used to be at the corner of um, Kenya Cinema, somewhere around there. Mm. Yeah, that's, uh, people have come from party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I went there and I, and, I, and, I, and I looked for colleges. I pursued through their catalogs and I found a college. I wrote to them, I sent them a certification and they immediately accepted me. And I got an acceptance letter and I was so excited. I was like, mom, I'm going to London. <laughs> I have to do fashion and design. And, and, and from then on, like we always say, I was put in a plane and I landed London. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. 
Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. So anyway, so, so, so I started looking into colleges and I remember I went to uh, the British High Commission when they used to be at the corner of um, Kenya Cinema, somewhere around there. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, people have come from Pachu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I went there and I, I, and, I, and, and I looked for colleges. I pursued through their catalogs and I found a college. I wrote to them, I sent them my certification and they immediately accepted me. And I got an acceptance letter and I was so excited. I was like, Mom, I'm going to London <laughs> to do fashion and design. And, and, and from then on, like we always say, I was put in a plane and I landed in London. I didn't know anyone. And I, I went to the school dorms. And in a few, I think a week after, we were starting school. What school is this now? It's called the American College in London. Mm -hmm. It's actually off Melbourne High Street um, in Oxford Street. And um, when I got into this school, I mean, being a Kenyan who's not been out just in Kenya, obviously it was a, it was a culture shock for me also. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember my first class was a class that we were doing draping. It was a class called draping. What year is this, by the way? This is now um, 1987. Whoa, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a long time. It is. <laughs> um, I always tell people some kids were born in 87 and now they're, they're probably married. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, I was, and I was in college. That was my first time to go to, to a university. And um, like I said, it was a drafted class and we were using mannequins. Mm -hmm. And I had never seen a mannequin before, and I was thinking to myself, how do you work around this, this human mannequin? Mm. And um, she gave us a, a task in class, and I did not want to tell the class teacher that I, did, I don't know how to use it. So I just waited for students to go to their each, their own mannequin, and I just copied them. I was very good in my drafting, so <laughs> I knew I would catch this. Mm -hmm. So after school, I went to the library and I studied about the mannequin. And then what I'll do every day after school is go back to that same mannequin and test it. You know, cut fabrics around it mm. and try and understand what why people are using mannequins, you know? So I did a lot of my own research when I was away. And, and then it opened more doors for me, you know? in understanding what fashion and creating fashion is all about. Mm. Yeah. What were some of the tasks that, this, that you'd be given that made you just say this is another level, different from what you had experienced here in Kenya? Yeah, things like first illustration. I'm in a class and everybody thinks it's normal for someone to stand in front naked. I think for me that was not normal. <laughs> And we're supposed to be drawing now. I'm thinking, excuse me, no, no leotards, nothing, just naked. So that was a shocker to me. Were there, were there many other Africans? Mm, yeah, 
we had a few Nigerians. Okay. Yeah. But I found that a lot of people came from the Arab countries, mm -hmm. America, because it was also an American school. Yeah. Yeah. Few Africans. Kenyans, were not many. Probably Kenya, one or two. I, I met one. I met one who had totally turned herself into a punk. I didn't even know she was Kenyan. I was shocked. She was all dressed in black, black lipstick, everything uh -huh. all around her was just black. So I was saying, are you sure you're Kenyan? So you see all this culture shock. Yeah. yeah. So, so other task was like, they would tell us to make a heart uh, using something that inspires you. And I've never made a heart before. Mm -hmm. So now what happens is that I go back to the library, understand how to make a heart, and then wonder what can inspire me to make a heart. <laughs> and uh, it was amazing. I made a heart and I was inspired by the sweet Smarties. Mm. Yeah. So I made a, a heart that had steps of different colors of Smarties. Mm. Yeah. Which the teachers thought, wow, such a creative girl. And I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, my experience in London opened opened my mind in many many ways mm -hmm. especially in um in the research and design department because i always thought that um when you design you design something you copy something mm. from a magazine but they, they they made me understand that it is in the research and that what inspires me mm -hmm. is where i derive everything that I can sketch or illustrate and then it is out of that that I can make something new. Mm, the research is what does the unlocking. Yeah, it becomes the unlocking and it becomes the unlocking and also finding that there's a potential in you that you didn't even know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the teachers were very helpful. Yeah, but one thing they warned us was never look at magazines because you will know exactly where you have copied from. <laughs> and you will fill that class. Okay, let me ask. Mm -hmm. Since we're talking about being, being abroad, so what is it that made you not lose yourself? Mm -hmm. uh, especially, you, 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 you just told us you're put on a plane. How are you able to balance? Did you have money? Like, I'm trying to understand. <laughs> how, how did I do it? Yes, how did you do it? Yeah, I think um, I'll say that in those days, they were not harsh on foreigners um, in, in Europe and um, my mom sent me school fees she paid my school fees but uh, maintaining myself I had to do extra work which I did not mind because I worked in places that um, I liked to work in and especially even the school library they gave me part-time job there mm -hmm. and I worked in a boutique called Next and it's still there till today mm. and I even pass it and I'm like oh well this is where I used to work and it also gave me ways or it showed me how to communicate with customers how to keep a shop how to dress a customer what looks nice on people and that kind of thing so we used to have stock take we used to do many many things it sharpened your entrepreneurial it, skills it, yeah it without did. you knowing without without me knowing <laughs> But I enjoyed being around that whole scenario, and um, yeah, that's, I think I, I think that's one of the things that I must say that I took away um, from being in Europe. I also did a class that was um, heart making class. We call it melanly, heart making, 
and um, I did that out of the money that I was making. This is when I had finished school. I had finished college. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for my certification. So I started this, this course. And um, it was an expensive course because all these courses are usually sometimes private. Mm -hmm. But I didn't finish. I didn't manage to finish it because it was expensive. Mm -hmm. So I decided, let me just come home. Then one season, I know in my life I'll go back. So why, why did you come back home? Why, why did you say, let me get a job? here and here and, and I think it's because of the many competitions that was already there with the mm -hmm. designers there everybody competing to be here and there and I knew in my nation You're we were you. not <laughs> we were not anywhere near to what I'm seeing in in Europe so I just decided you know instead of staying here struggling being here let me go back home let me start it from home let me start something because I'm believing and I know I will make it in this industry in my homeland Kenya mm -hmm. yeah so I came home very confident and until I landed and I landed home what year what, what year did you come did I you came come? back in 1990 I think it was 91 or two I'm not so sure but I think it was either one of them and when I came back home this podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. <laughs>